We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I'm excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's word every single day, and it's our privilege to continue to do so today uh, with part number 76 in our devotional series titled How to Interpret Scripture. And we are discussing under the caption today, Jesus versus Scripture? How could that be? Of course, there is no conflict between Jesus and the Word of God, considering he indeed is the living Word of God and has always been. Uh, but there are sometimes that people sometimes make a contradiction or a conflict between Jesus the man and the message, Jesus the man and the word. But we know that the one who created us, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, John chapter 1, and in other places in the book of Colossians and other places that Jesus Christ actually indeed, he created us. And sometimes they try to pit the creator against the word. Well, we know that can't be true. They try to say that the word of God is impractical, but we see that when Jesus lived on planet Earth, he was the epitome of practicality. When people had needs, he handled them. Where there was injustice, he tackled it. Where there were needs for healing and provisions uh, for poor, he did what he needed to do to make provision. And of course, ultimately, he gave his life. He made provision for our salvation. And so Jesus could not possibly be against the scripture. And I'm thankful that we have this hope in the word to teach us that reality. Uh, but before we begin, let's go ahead and pray, and then we will get underway. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the opportunity to pray and open your word. I'm asking you now to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Teach us your word and teach us how to serve you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen again. Some people claim, and this is uh, ridiculous actually, some people claim that when Jesus spoke, he put his words in stark contrast to the words of Scripture as we find them in the Old Testament. They say that the words of Jesus are even elevated above the words of Scripture. But let me just start with the obvious. Jesus Christ is the living Word of God. Maybe we could just stop our study right here. Jesus Christ is the living Word of God. The Bible teaches us it is of Jesus that the Scripture spoke. All of the major things that you would learn in Scripture about salvation, about the character of God, about prophecy, all of these things do what? Illuminate Jesus Christ so that we can be saved. Jesus Christ is the focal point of Scripture. So for him to be charged with the crime of uh, somehow going against the Scripture is actually silly. But 
We will indulge the discussion for a little while. Uh, the devil always tries to make it seem that Jesus Christ and the word are in conflict. Here are just a couple of examples. When Jesus was on planet Earth living and ministering among men, the Bible says that there was a woman caught in the very act of adultery and those who hated love but said that they loved the word. Did you get that? They hated love, but they said they loved the word, said this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says this, what do you say? Of course, they were completely off base, but they tried to show what they thought was a contrast or a conflict between Jesus and the word. Also, the devil himself in the wilderness of temptation. The Bible says that he would insinuate doubt and say, if you be the son of God, then do this sin to prove it. And of course, Jesus lived and shared and fired back the it is written as it really was intended from the hand of God. Of course, in the Garden of Eden, the devil again, he said to the woman, the perfect woman who knew what God's will was. She knew what God's word was and his word was thou shalt not eat of the forbidden fruit from the forbidden tree, the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden. But uh, in the uh, time that you eat of it, you will die. You will surely die. And the devil, what does he say? Ye shall not surely die. Of course, Jesus, when he was uh, healing lame people, there were instances where those, again, who were posturing as religious leaders would say things like, um, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? You can't tell this man to take up his bed and walk, even though he had been lame for how many years, even though it was the power of God that lifted him up and gave him freedom, which was the ministry of Christ to set the captives free and to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah, yeah, they always tried to make it seem that Jesus was contrary to the word of God. In fact, it was so ridiculous that we have to deal with it from the book of John, the book of John chapter five, and I will read beginning at verse 45, and then I'll circle back to some preceding verses. Verse 45 from John chapter five. Do not think that I will accuse you to my father. Again, he's addressing those religious posturing people. Those people who were so, quote, heavenly minded that they were no earthly good, that they didn't care about the lives around them. Do not think that I will accuse you to my father. There is one that accuseth you. Who is that one, Jesus? Moses, in whom ye trust. Although Moses was dead long ago, even though, and then of course resurrected, but Moses was no longer walking with them and they postured and made it seem as if Moses was their authority. Well, Jesus pulled the covers off. He revealed the truth. The truth is that even though you talk about Moses, you didn't live. You don't live according to what Moses taught. And I'm not going to have to accuse you because the very words, the testimony of Moses himself stand up against you in the judgment. Four, verse 46, had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. <gasps> what? Moses wrote of me, and yet you accuse me? I think you need to go back on your knees. You need to go back on your knees and ask God to reveal the truth about your own character, because I think that's where the problem is. Verse 47, but if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my writings? So the Bible is telling us, Jesus speaking, that the word of God, 
written in those scrolls. In our case now, everything that is written uh, in the 66 blessed books, of course, then he was working with the Old Testament. All of those words are the word of God. Jesus Christ is the manifestation of this word. Now, let me go back to verse 39, as I said I would. Search the scriptures. This is what these men who hated love but said they loved the scriptures. Search the scriptures for in them. That is the accent point. That is the emphasis for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which do what? Testify of me. Oh my. And ye will not come to me that ye may have life. And so he was exposing the reality that all they wanted to do was talk about posture and say things about the scriptures. But they searched them thinking that if they could memorize enough, if they could teach enough, if they could posture enough, if they could wear them on their clothing enough, on their headbands dangling from everywhere, that they could, when they walked around, people would say, yes, these are masters of the law that somehow that would recommend them to God. But the reality is that they rejected the subject, the focal point, the author, the reality of this word, Jesus Christ himself. And therefore, verse 40, and ye would not come to me that ye may have life. John said it in another place. Those who have Christ have life. Those who have not Christ, the son of God, have not life. Verse 41, I receive not honor from men. Though you want to put me on trial, he didn't say it there, but even though you want to put Jesus on trial, even though you want to pit him against the scriptures, which is crazy, the Bible says he's not looking for the honor of men, but I know you, even though you try to hide behind your degrees, behind all of your, uh, pardon me, on behind all of your positions in the faith, because because. Uh, men can't see the heart, but Jesus Christ can. Yes, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. So the reality is that uh, those who try to pit Jesus against the scriptures, just like those men in Jesus's day who hated love, but postured, those individuals don't have the love of God in them. Jesus did not abolish the Old Testament in any way or in any degree, lessen its authority. The opposite is true. It is the Old Testament that indeed proved who he is. And so Jesus magnified the truth. He magnified the truth that he is. He magnified the truth of his word. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, what God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.